there for Essendon. Precious seconds. Tigers happy to keep it in the combined space. Now Dusty, Merrick from behind. Brilliant effort, it affected the kick. Revolt clever. The goalkeeper back there, Ridley. And now Mason Redmond can go. I reckon he'll give it a Hyde. Hyde's quick. Redmond decides to go on his own. Can Jake Stringer get involved? Needs it to bounce. Beautifully taken by Stringer. Gets it back to Martin. McDonald, Tim and Woody. Awkward footy. Getting back short. Clearing kick. Heppel. Brilliantly done from the former skipper. Heppel measures the kick. Finds Redmond. A kick and a half from home. Wiedemann in the square. Ball on its way. Chance here. Who gets there first? Stringer on the left. Darwin gets in the front spot. Top of the square. He should have the last kick of the night. seen a moment like this in his life picked up in the mid-season draft two years ago can he handle the moment he puts it through the middle and the bombers find some dream time magic it's Draper and Nan Curvis perfect bounce he'll try and smash it forward Draper it could be enough Durham's been enormous he's kicked the winner on dream time it's the Bombers who prevail in one of the great games of Sydney. Hind to land the knockout blow. Bang, there she is. Wow. In fact, it's Mike Scott, who has been everywhere early on. Oh, oh. He's got a kid, he's fourth. The dancing feet of him, don't mind. Draper wants to put an end to all this. Hands it over to Guelphie. Draper wants it back. The brush off runs into space. Outside of the boot. And Tyson, he's lost him. I'm really going to enjoy this one. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever, who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Dreamtime game. My name is Grant and with me is Scott. Hello everyone. Uh, nice little bounce to our voice Absolutely. Uh, what a game. What a, what a great moment for the what club. What a win. I loved every moment of it. I'm not ashamed to say that uh, that, that that one got you, didn't that it? That one got me. That and, got you. Uh, I, you know, when when Durham marked that, oh, I don't think I've jumped as high in the stand. I tell you what, I've known the boy for my a fist. while, yeah. and he's he was he was totally given over to the moment. I must say. Yeah, there's just sometimes that, you know when some results unexpectedly get to you, how important they actually yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I just naturally. Had the assumption an honourable loss was coming yeah, 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 when, yeah. when Martin kicked the goal to go three goals up, and just it just felt that way. I was mentally preparing for that. Seven seconds to go, man. We kick a goal, and we still. I won't say we still the game because we actually played we really fought, well. Yeah, we. Um, but we won the game. First game since 2014, and it just hit me like I was just so I could not come down from just. 
punch in the fist because it's punch so in the often air, not us yeah yeah and it's, it's so often we lose on Anzac Day we lose like the, the close games that we've played we've lost them and this time we finally get over the line yeah it was just a, a magical moment uh, just a fantastic you know oh, the atmosphere the ground uh, the whole night like it was really good yeah the, the pre-game presentation um, and I didn't even know this, but the dancing, um, where the, the ceremony before the game, the, yeah, the indigenous that was dance. designed by Narco. So I did not oh, know our, that. Oh, guy Narco. Yeah. So, okay. uh, I, um, Zach Merritt said on, uh, ABC radio saying, yeah, uh, Narco designed the, um, the pregame dance to his, to, okay. to, to, um, yep. to his indigenous background and, and his location. And yep. just, uh, just, to, to you know, when the, the, the five or six Indigenous boys moved forward and the whole crowd just cheered. Just set the tone. I just I had a vibe the whole night and just to, to finish it that way, Sam Durham kicking right from an Indigenous flag square on Dreamtime yeah, game to win, us, to win yeah. us the Dreamtime clash after a massive drought. Uh, the Bombers go five and five. And you know, are right in the hunt, and the that's importance of that game four cannot points be understated, is massive. Mate. That yeah. four points is massive for the context of the whole year, context of the the player's belief. Uh, that's yeah. a biggie. And you know, in for for real, I know they had Lynch um, out, and uh, they had Hopper out. I get that, but seriously, like Peter Wright, Laverde, Kelly, uh, Setterfield, Parish, Shield are <laughs> yeah. laid out. That's as gutsy as a, a as you would like to see coming from eighteen points down in that last quarter. I thought maybe we're a little bit spent, yeah. But they found they found something, um, and you know, clearly the players have talked about three quarter time. Scott really hammering into them. This we you know this is we keep losing to this side. Let's 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 win this thing. And and then what we were saying in the car, mate, on the way home, the little change that Scott makes. Yeah. The the trying something different, the the rigidity that we've had in the past to just game plan, game plan, game plan, game plan. He he made a call. He's moved a tallish, high mark, a good over his head player into the forward line for that very reason to see if he could take a grab, and it mm. worked. Yeah. Just the little the the change to the game plan. He didn't chuck everybody in completely different positions. He just made one little strategic move, trying something to use as a catalyst, and it worked. It works. Sammy Durham gets moved forward and yep. Langford to a wing and, and it's worked it's worked well and, and and Brad Scott's probably been on my mind actually all day. Um and it's probably a lot of Essendon fans as well. Uh you know, Carl Langford um had a, a great interview and he talked about they asked him about, you know, the game plan and everything like that. And and I'm paraphrasing, sorry, because I have heard it a couple of days ago, so it is a paraphrase. But he kind of said it in a way of, uh, we have a system in place, but it's very flexible to the opposition we're going to play. Okay. Which basically means there's like a, a base system um, and, and uh, standards that we need to meet. Yep. But um, Scott 
plans for each opponent. So a little bit different from Truck and Worsfold. They always preach like we have our game plan. And ours will be better than theirs. Ours will be, yeah. If we play ours to 100%, it should beat most sides. Yeah. Kind of That kind of vibe. Uh, whereas Brad Scott has that different element of like, I've got a f- certain standards and a, and a system in place. But, okay, Richmond, what do they want to do? They want to transition the ball fast. They want speed on the game. Hey, we're going to take the most marks out of any team all year in one game. We're going to do it by chipping around, slowly frustrating them, methodically moving the ball up, telling the guys that, but the guys doing that, and uh, I mean, not all, not all school level was at a high high oh, note geez, from both. Wow, there was, <laughs> mate, there was some unforced errors in that game, big time. But the actual design of it, like an Essendon, this is me as an Essendon fan who loves strategy, and to just see, oh, I can see what he's trying to do. I can see why it's frustrating Richmond and why they can't get away from us. And then I can see, and what it is, you know, Heppel talked about, you know when you transition from left and right and left and right and you're chipping around, what are the Richmond doing? They're con- constantly running, trying to defend. And, he, he is, and you know, he was talking about being tired at three-quarter time. Richmond actually having uh, had fatigue because of with our, what we're, our system that we're putting in place, they're going to get tired from constantly defending, moving left and right and running yeah, left yeah, and right. Where we're just kicking it. Yep. Uh, and we overrun them. So Brad Scott's... Uh, effect on this team is something I've craved for so badly to have a sophisticated coaching system going in, understanding a strategy to the team you're playing and, and the, you can have alterations to your system. Um, but the standards is, is actually more standards yeah. to what he... KPI the, driven almost. Yeah, yeah. KPI driven. Um, so... And he did it. I thought he did it really well in all honesty in the first half against Brisbane. I thought he designed a, a game yeah, plan absolutely. to beat them. Yeah. Um, we just couldn't concentrate for that for the second half. And oh. we the more the players dropped their intensity. But the actual design of it was really impressive. So uh look, if you go over that last two minutes of the game, uh and I know I always start off with talking the most, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> I always realize that I'm a I get excited. I'm so excited about this window. You can hear oh, my voice. Go nuts. I but this is what I, this is the, my other thought today is and, and this is a guy who loves to see training uh in you know in December and January and go and and see what they're doing. And I tweeted about this a few times and I've talked about it on the podcast. And I and I said, oh, you know, really strange week of training this week. And this is how I would say, you know, the guys would, you know, start off on the all, – all the players would start off on the bench and, and suddenly, you know, a whistle would go and they all run out and it's a strategic play. They all have to set up in that position, sprint to that position, and they'll do a play for two minutes, the whistle will go, off they go. And, and you hear it, number three, number six. Number eight. That's why they were holding up those Joker cards. And yeah, yeah. The ace yeah of, and exactly. The and they, yeah. they did that the first month, right, with the whistle. Then they went to the, the cards and they hold up a card. It'll be a design play. I hadn't seen that before from any Essen team. I think you've of, seen it from an I AFL mean, team. A stuff. major focus on yeah. of situations in a game and drilling it to where they understand. And to see that last two minutes of a team with nine players under 50 games experience, so a young team, uh, to see, you know, Baldwin 
obviously identified they need Redmond on the ground. Yeah, he didn't get called off. He, so, he uh, made that decision. Uh, he, he sprints to the boundary line. Redmond comes on, and Redmond's obviously discussed this, saying that it, it's the, the play that they design here is called chips in play. Um, basically means all the chips are in, we need to score. But what he does, if you see, a, if you see it, he sprints to the other side of the ground. No one follows yeah. him. And basically it's, it's chips are in. If we get hold of the football, he's out. Switch to the other yeah. side of the ground and he's out. Because Ridley didn't think. No. He just immediately turned to his left. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so, so so to see that happen and then to have Sam Durham mark the ball uh, only really 12 metres out, 30 metres out. But, I mean, to hear Langford, Langford talked about this, he goes, oh, look, it's kind of funny because only two guys actually celebrated the most important goal of the night. He goes, but we're drilled. Like, he goes, and he was talking about it. He goes, we're all pushing ourselves to be positioned. What if he does miss? Yeah. Let's not, you know. So What was that goes, game last what, year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously the Pies game, right? Yeah. So what if he does miss? We need the ball back. So everyone set up. Exactly to a, a disciplined degree. And you, you actually saw a little bit of on Essendon Instagram tonight of all the players pointing to each other and just everyone getting that position. And they don't celebrate. They're just there. You know, it's almost... Uh, so it was just to see that actually in my club. Uh, see, professionalism. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I can't tell you how much I'm appreciating Brad Scott. And lastly on Brad... To then have the presence of mind to get all the players together after the win. Like the stall gift. Oh, to do the, yeah, sorry, I thought you meant the, the lineup on the 50, yeah. No, no, yeah, sorry. Um, no, as in we've won the game. Yep. And and have them all understand that there's 80,000 people here and obviously probably 50,000 or 55,000 are kind of Essendon fans. This is what the fan history has been of this football team. We've turned up to dream time. We continue to lose. Appreciate this moment for yourself, but appreciate it to the whole membership and fan base and go around to all to around that fence and 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 you know for 15, 20 minutes and, and really embrace yeah, them high five. and understand the moment yeah. for both the fans and us. Um, and so just he had a ripping night. It was just like there's just everything he had a ripping night and uh, it's just nice going into the to games knowing I have confidence that we've done our homework at least. It doesn't, may not, you always need players to carry it out and, and play their roles, yeah, yeah. but I have confidence in a group, a coaching group that will address the team we're playing and, I, and, and identify a plan of attack and it's up to the players to carry it out. So I'm just over the moon um, with that result. Uh, with the players out, I, I think it's you can't out. That, that I know you can only play the players you've got and you can only play the opposition that turns up on the, on the day, right? But I, I think, I don't know that the club would say, um, my, we had Shield, Setterfield, Parrish, Wright, um, Jones, Laverde, all of these people out, right? They, they wouldn't say something like that. They would say, and Brad Scott said it before, that we play uh, positions, not players. That's why Will Snelling can come in and have an impact and he knows exactly what his task is, right? Because he's being asked to play a position and not play the Will Snelling role. He's being asked to play a position that his skills just happen to um, to meet. But I, I think 
it's not an excuse, but I th- I think it is worth taking five minutes as supporters and us as commentary to stop and think how big three of our starting four, our starting four midfielders, right? Yeah. Parish, Setterfield, and Shield are all missing. That is an engine room of any I club. I mean, seriously, clearance midfielders too. Absolutely, and it's our totally our engine room of that club. Um, we've lost our, our starters in that area. But for then, for people like Caldwell to come in and get 30-odd, um, McGrath to get 29 off halfback, um, those kind of players to take that step up and do what's required, Yeah, I reckon, I reckon Brad Scott will be even more pleased with that. Because what he's trying to teach them is that Calder's mate, we might be playing you on a half forward flank at the moment because we have to have you in this team for a start off. But B, we kind of want Setterfield in the middle at the moment, and you're you're not sort of in there as much. But mate, we know you can do it. So if somebody goes down like a third out of your starting four midfield, then Caldwell can go in there. Jakey can run through there. That's the part that I really find impressive about where we're at at the moment. If we had, a, with all of those names out, if we had a loss by four goals, you would have gone, well, look, we've got no midfield. We've got no midfield. How the hell were we supposed to win that game? But I love the fact that the game plan and the way Brad Scott um, discusses things with his players, must be with his players, and then the media is, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter that Setterfield's out. It matters that a strong in and under midfielder is out. Yeah. So what we need is another player to play that role. And uh, Jai Caldwell's the perfect player. So I, I'm everything you said, um, I mean, it's the reason why we have the pod. I mean, I basically agree with everything you've just said. Um, but I think to really take this and put this win as one for the ages, that fact that we've had so many of our starting lineup out and that the guys have not let that affect them, not let them... It's not an excuse, but they haven't sort of dropped their, their head at the last when they were three goals down. On and they lost four in a row too, too. I mean, they've Absolutely. been they've had to play the top sides. Yep, they've they've kind of respectfully gone about it. You would in yeah, a kind of way, been okay, yeah. Um, but they still lost, still lost, and then now they're playing a team they haven't beaten for a decade. I know Richmond's not the same Richmond they were for four years. I get that. But it's still, bogey teams are bogey teams. You're mentally, yeah. you know, you're going, how am I going to get overcome And Richmond this? have it. When they walked out on that field, they would know they have it on us. Yeah. Right? They know. So they're, they're 15 to 20% on top of us the second the ball bounces, right? So to do it with the playing list that we have, and that's no disrespect to Will Snelling and that coming in. It's And Kane Baldwin, who, I'll tell you what, mate, is looking like a player down hard at, at back line. Mm. But um, to do it with those guys out and the, the significant talent that we lose is an incredible game of football. It really, for mine, it's up there with the Collingwood Zararakis kick. The, that un- totally unlikely... As far as my excitement, yeah. As far as my genuine emotion after a game, that that, that came pretty yeah. much almost exactly the same. I must have been... When I was... We were in the stands, man. I didn't even see Durham mark the ball. I was... I was thought Jakey was going to put that through from the boundary. <laughs> as soon as I saw him get it, and he had a half a step on his guy... No, but even Jakey's centering the ball out of a team, team thing... That's what I'm talking about, You know right? you're going well. I, I was watching for the ball to go a lot higher and towards the goal. Jakey's going to do it. Look out. This will be incredible. And then he screwed it sort of 
not very high. And I was wondering, I was watching the ball upwards and I lost it for a split second and it's in Durham's hands. I didn't even see him there mm. to screw the ball around. So I- incredible, incredible win. The crowd was insane. Oh, the crowd. Well, so obviously we're Essendon members, so we're around... <laughs> the Aston crowd around us, and we're just we're insane, absolutely going insane. But I, I, just on you know, when we talk about players like Baldwin, and this is this is the other area I was so proud of, is I would only count maybe one or two that were a little bit out of the, out of the game, right? And there's yeah. an obvious one in the ruck, yeah. uh, but really, I thought twenty guys all played a role. I mean, including Jake Stringer. Like you look at that inside fifty tackles, sixteen to nine. Davey, you know, you think, oh, Davey's been okay. He's kicked a goal. He's second on the ground with something like 20-odd pressure acts. He's second on the ground with the most pressure acts. Wallace had six tackles. Stringer's had six tackles. Menzies had eight score involvements, two goals, four tackles, you know. So there, even though there wasn't sort of obvious stars in around, yeah. everyone did a role. Like, and that's, that's makes so a, hard to beat. Yeah, that yeah. makes a world of difference when uh, yep. so many players – just did things. I mean, even Heine did some good things. I shouldn't say that, like, but but he's no. been out of form. But, yeah. but but just people did good things. Like I thought the ex skipper Heppel, you know, we'll talk about it obviously it after lot, the break. Yeah. But everyone played a, a role and helped out any way they could, even if they were not on song with form, like Stringer. But they, it didn't wasn't a drop head stringer. It was what else can I do? How can I contest yeah. in the middle? How can I use my physicality? How can I tackle and pressure? Uh, ended up kicking a huge fifty-five meter goal. Obviously yeah. that 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 changed the energy of the whole game, and and everyone felt like when he kicked that, oh, we're in, we're a little bit even with a chance here. Yep. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, that was just my kind of thrilling part that he he managed to get. Sort of, uh, well, the coaching group managed to get a whole lot of players playing their role. And and, and before we go to the break, I will just mention, uh, I don't know if anyone else noticed it, but Gia, uh, before the game, just calling over the the, the midfield group. Yeah. Um, and I think he understood the moment too uh, because he realised he had so many midfielders out and calling over Hobbs and Perkins and Colwell, Merritt, Draper. Um, I don't know if anyone else saw it, but he got him in a small huddle huddle with her arms around each other this is sort of like 10 minutes before the game starts and you could see it in his face him talking to this group and saying you know come you know i don't know what he's saying but he's obviously g'ing them up and telling the importance of we can do this you know that kind of vibe really passionate kind of speaking to him and that went on for quite quite a few minutes so they were up um you know was it the the cleanest game in history of football no no, no but you know, good teams win it, f- f- uh, win some close games, and, and win it from those situations when you don't think you're going to win it. And uh, so I was, I was absolutely wrapped. Uh, what a magical night it was <laughs> all around. But look, we'll we'll go into some more individual players uh, after the break. So absolutely, let's get to a break. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. Now then, um, some stats and some players, man. Let's get into it. First of all, okay, I just want to play one thing before we go into the stats. Okay. 
This is my, I don't know why, but this is my favourite moment from the post-game. Is this the interview where he... Sam Durham's interview with Channel 7 <laughs> is one of the greatest things of all time. And I have to play it because I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> it, the honesty uh, is there for all to see, yep. so I have to play it. He's just won the game. A goal square, and then I sort of... Sort of shat myself that it was coming towards me, and then I've, I've actually punted. So, <laughs> and then all, and then all I was singing was what my debut against North. And against North, I've, I've missed one from there. So <laughs> was that, oh, was going that was going through my head. I was like, oh no. And I reckon if you if you look behind, all the boys would be setting up because they know they'd be like, seriously go anywhere. I'm like, oh. So there's just thinking, don't miss, don't, don't miss, miss, don't miss. Kick through it. I think I picked out a Richmond bloke, and look at that. Beautiful. Oh. Never look like missing, mate. <laughs> See, look at the relief on me face. I... <laughs> you gotta love Just, it. oh, God bless him. Sammy Durham, I love it. Mate, I'm going to keep away and shake myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, then he, then he uh, Instagrams out, you know, the, the moment he kicked a goal and then see Sam Draper, he's coming underneath it. I shut myself. <laughs> so, uh, he shut himself. I shut myself. Uh, i tell you what, there'll be a couple of interviews with the Essendon medium people, I reckon, this week for those two guys. <laughs> so, Sammy, mate, when you've got Channel 7 in front of you, it's probably not ideal yeah, to well, tell people you've shat yourself. I don't know. He's, he's on, he's on, the, uh, he's on the, the, the Sunday morning footy show, uh, the main show on Channel 9. <laughs> they cross to him live, right, and they're talking about the game, and Kane Corn says, you know, so, you know, what... What happened in the last two minutes? He goes, oh, well, we did the chips in play. And then Kane Cole goes, what's the chips in play? Oh, well, it's this. And he just explains the whole chips in play. I'm like, I can just see the uh, Essendon coaching. Sammy. <laughs> Kate. Go, Sammy, stop. Shush, mate. Well, all, you know, all the, all the halfbacks go up, they push up, and then, then Fredman goes out to the outer side. And then we want We've to do this. We've only been working on that for six months, Sammy, mate. <laughs> uh, so media training for Sammy this week, but oh, God bless him. It's uh, oh, we love it, man. We love that. So look, I think first and foremost, the medal winner, uh, the captain, um, just one of his best. One of his best. One of my favourite games of him uh, being played because uh, different. He was on a different level. Yeah, his his poise, his calmness, uh, effort. You know, there's a small little thing when we talked about that jerk string of 55 meter goal, the the just the depth chip chip kick in the heat of the moment in the middle of the ground to get it to him just the way he thought through that, 39 touches man, uh, I think he's had seven tackles led the side in tackles as and well. The, the seventh one mate when he when he dragged down Dusty and affected that kick, when I saw that ball squirt out to Dusty and I saw him on two feet and like running towards 50, I thought it was over. But if you if you watch that play again, he ran past Hindy. Yeah, he because he, <laughs> uh, he he started to. I've checked it about fifty times. Um, he started to run before the ball came out of the pack, yeah. and it just so happens it went to Dusty in the right direction. So he ran past Hindy because Hindy started running after Dusty had turned. So he had the, he had like one step on Dusty. And ran him down from behind because you know with Dusty, mate, he did it the previous quarter. If he got, if he had got a clear kick at that, he was going to put that through post high. I bet you a million bucks a bloke like that puts yeah. that through post high, and to get that the, the the push or whatever the hell to mess up that kick is just 
the difference between good and great because he would have been buggered. He's just run 400,000 kilometres. He's done everything you can do in a football field and he has to do another high-energy, high-impact act like chase down Dustin Martin and change his, um, change his kick and he got it done. So yeah. just an elite A-grade footballer. Yeah, exactly. And I must admit this next player... If you didn't know the importance of him post a concussion, Jordan Ridley. Oh, man. I mean, I think that's officially his best stats he's ever had. 14 marks, 32 possessions. Good Lord, how much better do we look when he's back there? No, Seriously. Just, like, people grow legs. They dead set grow legs when Ridley's back there. I honestly thought, I know this is a strange thing to say, it's one of the best games post a concussion I've ever seen. Because normally, but first normally they come back is, is for a concussion. It's usually quiet. Yeah. Like I always find, I don't know why. But just but coming back off an injury, any sort of injury, you don't expect to be that dominant in your first game back. Like you got to get back into the to the run of things, and but to be that dominant was just incredible. It was the it was the rids of of I mean I was about to say old. It's the it's the rids at his best. Yeah, and uh, I did find. Look, I, speaking of Dusty Martin, I did find the McGrath and Dusty. Martin, quite amazing to watch. And I, and I know there was multiple rotations. Sometimes different guys had Mar- Martin. And Martin's had his 24 and two goals. So it's I'm not going to put the guy down. because but that's dusty, man. He's gonna, he's he, he could do that if he but had four blokes on him. You know those games where you go, you're surprised when you see 24 and two because yeah. it felt on the ground his influence was minimal. Um, and I actually thought McGrath did really well. Uh, and 29 himself. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's... Sure, he would like a handball on a kickback, but uh, yeah. Yeah. but uh, but look, great effort. And I, I mentioned obviously Hep's. I I thought there was a, as def, just pure defensively. I thought he was absolutely fantastic, coming off a, a really good fortnight of footy. Uh, for agree. Um, I mean, a huge mark with yeah, with, with a minute to go. Again, harder than it looks, man. It's harder than it looks. He that had was the, a high ball. The right timing and yeah. he, if if that opposition guy had got a hand on it or a any fumbled, drop, any drop and we've probably lost the in game. In trouble on that and yeah. he managed to just nudge him and just get the mark beautifully. Look, I don't know if we've said if we haven't said it before, or we haven't said it with enough further between when we said it and now. I, I the lunchtime catch up podcast stands completely in reverse to what we said about Heps. He has he I thought, yeah, I, honestly, I'll be honest, hand on heart, in, if you talk to me, I only just thought maybe he's gone here. Uh, so do I. And, and, that's, and that's hand on heart, four weeks, four or five weeks ago. And he did this last year, actually. It's very similar. We just sadly played really good football the second half of the he's year. He's completely but, changed. It completely changed. But he's just doing things really well. And, uh, and Smart. Making good decisions. Cleaner hands. And uh, so it's... it's yeah. Cleaner foot as well. Like he's not making sort of howlers by foot. So no, it, it feels like he's playing within himself and the, with his skills. Like he's just hitting that 20, 30 meter pass. Yeah, just got contr- to know his control, control what he can control yeah. kind of feel. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, Don't try uh, and overstretch yourself. It's, it's what D'Ambrosio's foot's for, or it's what Redders is for, or Hindy is for. I don't think he needs to be that super deadly kick outside of uh, coming from halfback. I think he's just, he's playing really smart. Dare I say it, veteran football, and it's great. Yeah, and look, we obviously spoke about Caldwell, and, and, and you know, so good to see him have some minutes in the midfield. Yeah, and thirty-one, and you know, he's he's had a great game. You, you start to see, uh, you know, I know he had again. I think every player you could say this. I know he had his moment, <laughs> but again, 
you don't I always find sometimes social media is harsh on our players because they, they they'll play a highlight of of a of a turnover. But then okay, they then play play the highlight of Joel Cobble streaming out of the middle and nailing an absolute worm burner to set to Wiedemann, uh as well because you got to you know this is good and bad in every game and yeah, he did a heck of a lot of good. He some of his handball clearance work out of tough situations was sensational. So uh, Mason Redman, uh, I mean, love him. What are you, you going to say? It's it's the Red Dog. He's talking about mate. Like when when we interviewed him, he was a completely different person. He is, and he said it. He's Very all about business, yeah. mate. Now he is. He wants success, and he's putting his head down and his rear end up. And he is performing. I mean, when we first got him, he was, was he a forward? Was he a back? He was an okay footballer and he was a bit of a fun guy. But geez, man, I talk about a, a guy that has knuckled right down and turned into borderline elite footballer. Like he, there's mm. another bloke that's got to be thought of in all of Australian honours because there's, there's hardly any better run coming out of a half back line than from Mason Redmond at the moment. He's taking grabs overhead. He's hardly ever getting beaten and he's doing things like um, chips in, all in sort of arrangements and getting that sort of stuff done. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan, have always been, and I just think Redders along with Rids just keep performing each week and I really want to highlight them because not a lot of people do. They always talk about the forwards and stuff, mate, but without Rids or without um, Redders in there, th- that game would have been over in a big way early. No, no. Uh, look, I, I actually completely agree. Kane Baldwin? Kane Baldwin, man. Uh, yeah, we've got an interesting situation. So uh, I'm not going to debate it too much because it's up to the coach, but yeah. obviously Kelly is coming off um, the concussion. Yep. So y- you expect either this week or the next, depending on how the delay concussion lasts for, you expect him to be available. Yep. Um, a website today uh, said that Levu. Actually, do you know what? I've never known this. Oh, look out. This is through our family. Breaking news. Family connection. It's a Levu D, not Levu Day. D. Yes. Okay. I've been kindly informed it's Levu D. Okay, good. Not that they were fussed about it but just said no, but but just it's Laverde if, if you want the technical it's Laverde I wonder where that's from I wonder the nationality yeah I didn't ask the history that. okay uh, but Get yes but obviously he's um, he's uh, he's sounds like he's got the clearance from the yeah. doc- doctor as well uh, and uh, he's available to train all week and possibly play if you want to so and but then you've got Kane Baldwin who's who, doing nothing wrong mate who you know I hate to say this but his body shape, his strength, and his clean hands, hands and marking, yeah. and his kicking ability—he looks really next, ne- really good next to Zerk Thatcher. Can I just say that yeah, they look like a really good double team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That complement each other, and 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 hey, it released Ridley big time. And when you release Ridley, guess what you get? You, you get, get fourteen <laughs> marks, and yeah, exactly correct. And I'm really struggling with this one. To go, I'm not sure what what the you know it. It's not a headache. I'm going to debate because I rate all three guys. Yeah. But Brad Scott's got a serious headache because obviously these two of these guys just missed out of no no fault of their own, really. Of their yeah. own. Uh, but they've also got a guy who came in who looks really good. And, you know, what are we what are we hoping for? You know, good kicking, authoritative kicking, uh check. Good you know, decisions. we're trying to increase our marking yeah. over the ground, check. And strength in the back line and check. So it's it's not an obvious 
out for me. But you look at Kelly before he left the, the before he left the team, mate. Was he was playing was great. playing incredibly well. Yeah. So um, and Hindy's lifted, like yeah. Hindy's lifted and doing okay. So where do you put him, man? Now. I, I again, I agree with you. I will leave this up to the club because it's a really. <laughs> I'm awful, not going to debate it because no way, mate. Um, no way, I'm going to tell Laverde that he can't get back into that side. Laverde too. Laverde even. Um, <laughs> I just did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Thirty seconds later. Here we go. Um, uh, Laverde. Um, Laverde gets back into that side. I, I, I don't understand where, and I'm not sure, and I'm going to leave it up to the club, but Laverde walks back into that side. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, obviously he may play VFL coming off the, the injury, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's a... I want him back in that side at the very, very least. But it's an interesting dilemma to have because... I'd leave him in there. I'd leave, I'd leave Boulders there, man. It'd be really interesting to see how he plays on different people with different body shapes and stuff because... Man, like, but the thing is, there's, there's nobody old in our back line, apart from Heps, and he's not playing Heps' position, but there's nobody old that Baldur's is going to just walk in and take. So mm. it's like we've got a young back line. And yeah, I think Kelly must be the oldest. Yeah, and I think Laverde is probably next. 25, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting conundrum, and it'll be great to see what they do because... And it's an area we've been really hoping for depth, uh, and that's been a really big find the last two weeks. Because it was an error I was really worried about because Reed, you're just not sure where his body will hold up. Like yeah, I don't know. For the, for the short term. I think it will long term. Yeah. But uh, but can you have some depth? And he's clearly shown the coach, oh, there's some serious depth in that area. And I don't think you can understand, uh, understate what you just said when you sort of introduced Boulders. He's a massive unit. Yeah. He's a huge unit and he's fast and his hands are his hands when he gets his ball, hands on the ball are great in the back line. He's strong. You're going to have to put somebody decent sized on him, and he can. Um, he knows how to lead. He knows how to jump. He's he's got like when you he he got touched up by Joey D right because Joey D's seven foot tall and it's just the wrong player to be putting but on Joey you, right. You still felt he competed. Quite okay yes, though, because you've got to remember, Joey got about three of those goals from snaps around the corner like a midfielder, yeah. right? It wasn't like a direct yeah. lead up. It was opportunist kind of goals, but you actually felt like he was playing still okay. Yeah. Um, but this game, he had obviously a better matchup. I watched him closely just for five minutes, just out of curiosity. I was surprised, um, and, and it would be hard to find vision of this, but I was surprised how physical he was with his opponent, like okay. well off the ball. Like, as in, like... Leaning and nudging and stuff. Nudging and little elbows in the back and, like, really kind of roughing him up. Okay. Uh, and he played a young guy, but he was he was really physical on him 50 metres away from the ball. Good, because it's one of his attributes, mate. Like, he's a he's yeah. a thumping great big kid. And if you can start using he wanted, some He of wants that. this position. Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what, that was my reading. But the, my biggest surprise, probably overall everything, with the how limited of senior football this guy has... I would have thought he would have been in the top six in the side that had poise that night. Like, when, yeah, ball, when yeah. he had the ball, I actually trusted what he was going to do with the football. Made great decisions. He and just that, made that's great not, decisions. That's not easy. No, like, those not, good not decisions. Dream time and yeah, big time. With just a handful of games under your yep. belt. That was my surprise of how poised he was uh, and comfortable. So, oh, big just, decisions for the club, man. Um, a name for mine. Um, just almost earning the nickname Silky in the Nick Martin again. Nick Martin, yeah, yeah. Again, made 
just an awful mistake. <laughs> in fact, a couple of them, I think. Like he's not, he wasn't Robinson Crusoe. But um, oh, the last quarter with the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But my lord, yeah. that guy is made out of rubbery silk, man. I reckon he had one of those classic adrenaline kicks where you think you've kicked it well, but your adrenaline. Like, oh man, I've got hold that of that. That was like ten minutes or five minutes yeah. to go in the game. And it's just come off the boot with adrenaline harder yep. than you've thought. Yeah. And um, obviously he had missed Wiedemann, but uh, that just felt like an adrenaline yeah. kick where you learn from it. But uh, It was a pitching wedge and he's great just... Great moments he's for our younger groups oh, for man. these moments. But so. Nick Martin, again, the consistency of the high 20 possessions again, the the way he gets in and out of packs is just... Yeah. Scott and I were saying... He I mean, moves we, so well. We've said this a, a dozen times in the show, but again, man, he's a top 10 draft pick. He's the equivalent of us picking up a top 10 draft pick, being that consistent with that many possessions and that classy, and yeah. that classy disposal. He's a top 10 pick. Thank yeah, you, Big Red Fire Engine. It was, uh, uh, yeah, and uh, you're probably going to say it again here, so sorry to the audience, but uh, but it was a quite amazing that all of the SSP and mid-season draft players played in one game. The, uh, yeah, exactly right. I yeah. know. Yeah, Probably yeah. doesn't say much about the national draft selection, but... Uh, yeah. but uh, well, it does when Hobbs is in there, so yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you, you know, Snelling, D'Ambrosio, you know, obviously... Um, Durham. Martin, Durham. Durham. Yep. Um, Baldur's. Yeah, Baldwin. Uh, I know there's a fifth one missing, so sorry. I, uh, but, uh, yeah. It's, uh, Menzi. Menzi, sorry. Yep. And, um, yeah, so it was quite amazing that all of them played in the one game at once. Absolutely, man. The, the, the strike rate of – I don't know if you, any club would ever get close to that kind of strike rate of hitting uh, six plays in a quarter of your side being through uh, – I would like to point out at this moment in time the restraint <laughs> that I'm showing. I'd like it acknowledged. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Hobsey. Uh, Again, uh, another great game from him, mate. Solid game, uh, doing doing what he needs to do. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I thought Drapes um, had a really. I thought he had a solid game. Uh, it's very athletic, man. He got way up in the air. Yeah, and you know, underrated his uh, contest in that last sort of forty seconds uh, with the red kick because it was three on one kind of thing, and he's the one that disrupted that whole play that yep. got it to Stringer. So, and then, you know, the smarts to, once you had some clear space in the air, that last centre bounce to hammer it 30 yards into space because there's seven seconds left. He would know that the, the, the community comms would have come out to him. If you remember, there was a massive 50 second pause because yeah, of the was a, coming. a security issue. Yeah. Yeah. So he would have had the, um, I reckon the comms go out to him saying the seven seconds to go. Uh, hey, kick <laughs> Thump it into space to waste four yeah. seconds, and that's exactly what happened. So, uh, but the, what was his, the what's the opposition ruckman, the captain? What's his name? Oh, um, Nankervis. Nankervis, yeah. He he he's not a dumb guy. Like he's been around a while, so he would have tried something. And Sammy just jumped straight over the top of him. Yeah, it, it felt like they both complemented each other in the different scenarios. When it was stoppages, I could see Nankervis, Bobby, yeah. having that strength a bit more around composed, Sammy. Yeah. yeah. He had the strength around Sammy then, but Sammy just jumped in the center bounces. So, and, and that's something to even talk about just as a general team. The the first quarter was twenty three to eleven inside fifties, right? And they were, I don't know how we're up at quarter time. It was a stranger situation. Just, but I thought, oh, thank this God is for that. Be bad, yeah. The last three quarters we've won by eight inside fifties over the last wow. three quarters. So. And that's a serious turnaround when you're just getting smashed. Twenty three. It's not to easy to do. No, it's uh, to then win the last three quarters and have eight more inside fifties. That's that's the sort of thing I, I, that really pleases me that they can turn that around and. 
Now then, uh, are we are we at a position where we can confidently, as the lunchtime catch up podcast, say Phillips out, Brian in? It should happen. Yeah, I, I look personally. I think it should happen. Yes. Um, uh, Brian had twenty four disposals, eight clearances, ten marks, and thirty five hitouts. Yeah. So okay, that's that's enough now. Yeah. So like, that that's enough now. Like Phillips is he's trying, and Andy, mate, if you want to come on the show, I know you're a listener. We'll have a chat to you, mate. But unfortunately, that's like five or six games where he's been ineffectual. Yeah, it's. I think he's had really the, the, the court against Port, the last court against Port, he was okay. But then it was very minimal the last four, yeah. five games. It's just... And I, I know they wonder that if, if Sammy goes down, then is Brian ready to take on the ruck and we could get smashed Look, if he Brian, isn't? Look, Brian, you still have to understand physically some, some opponents will... Well, out physical. Yeah. But he's also got other traits, though, that will complement that too. He can mark really well yeah. and get around the ground mark really well, which and we don't gonna have. And he's going to be tap ruckmaning, even at the centre bounces and stuff. He's, he's a good, ta- he's diff- a good yeah. centre bounce tap ruckman. Yeah. He really is. He can jump. He jumps very high, and, and that's not a physical thing. That's just – so, this, look, the stoppages will be a bit harder. Uh, that's just – but that's a learning curve for yeah. him. But, you – but – you know, are we getting much more from no, Phillips anyway no, around stoppages? Um, he so. looks like he's trying, but he just keeps getting bumped off balls too easily. I, I, I wish he would stop with the slight nudge in the back. And yes, technically you could have him in the back, right? <laughs> but I don't want him just to dive out of the contest yeah, that, it, that easily. Just, it looks it looks real simple, man. Like for when just, he gets bumped. And, and we need the ball like to hit the ground. We yeah. need the ball to hit the ground more. And uh, he just needs to stand up physically in some of those and withhold even if, if even if it's an elbow on his back, don't play for it. Don't don't kind of yeah. fall forward. Um, plant just your feet and bloody stand there. Plant your feet. I just wonder if need the ball to ground. The, the issue that I've got, I think, is is does he need a break? Is he going to benefit from a break? I don't think so. I think he's I think just physically, well, he's 30, thirty thirty form, years old. Man. But the form is the issue for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but either way, I, I think it is now officially time. Like it's. But even see, even Draper was getting treatment during that game, and. It, uh, he looked a bit sore. So the, the other angle to that is you also got your other ruckman who's doing a power of work and where is he at um, 10 rounds in and does, you know, do, is it getting close to, you know, we're getting, is that teasing where, where you're getting closer to the mid-season break? Do you do you do it prior or do you just wait for it? Um, but, yeah, I, I actually, I've been just thinking of him, Sammy, does he need a, a bit of a week off? Yeah, maybe. Um uh, where Phillips does play, you challenge him really hard, and him yeah. and Brian. But and you know maybe one of these next two opponents is is an ideal situation for that. And that's the thing. Like where I was, then you get the tantalising thought of we're up against the two worst sides in the comp. Is that when you bring Brian in so that he doesn't get smashed? But he's going to be up against Goldstein. Um, and is Nick Nat playing? No, he's out. I don't even know. No, 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 he's out. So uh, they they they. They're, they're, the West Coast have depleted. So, they're just uh, like, that, I made it work that's today. The, that's the team had... you would play Brian against because I don't think you would have a physical yeah. um, kind of element to but it. But it'd be interesting. I mean, I just think, uh, yeah, I don't know. that We're not getting anything out of Phillips at the moment. And whatever happens, he needs a rest or whatever needs to happen. Again, it's like if Brian wasn't doing anything and just was getting two possessions a game, then you just wouldn't be having this conversation. But he's literally in the best players every single week. Yeah. So it's it's tailor-made to bring him in, I reckon. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Uh, and so, I mean, they've they got some, you know, Guelphie played a half in the VFL. Uh, Looked uh, like Guelphie. Wright and Cox and Phillips uh, are going to start training full-time. So obviously, they're not ready for the next 
um, two weeks at least. Uh, but Coxie may play VFL this week, but a half. But uh, you just suddenly, you know, uh, this week on the training track, you'll be like, there's Laverty, there's Wright, there's Sardis, Sardis there's yeah. Cox, there's, you know, there's Kelly, there's, <laughs> you're like, okay. Um, uh, you have a look around, everyone. Uh, Absolutely. The list, the list is getting a bit stronger here. Yeah. Uh, and then so. you've got to make decisions about... Who, yeah, who... Exactly, mate, like, who's... Because Sardis, mate, like, I, he's going to I can't play. help think when Coxie's available in, say, th- three or four games, I can't help think that... Uh, I just got this funny feeling of Brad Scott being like, I want this guy in this side. I I hope so, man. I hope so. so because but I, he, I don't know of a spot for him. I, I, do. I don't I know don't where. Know. I don't know. You're like, not dropping Durham. Uh, you're not dropping Martin. No. no. And that means you're no, not dropping not, the midfield. It's, so not that's a, yeah, it's, not a, it's not a wing position. It's half back. No. I want as more than anybody to have Cox in the side, man. Like, we've got a kid that can potentially be a massive plot, uh, uh, positive for us at that both want, ends of the ground. That you want senior games into. That you want senior games into. We could get senior games into Hobbs because we have to, mate. We should definitely try with Cox, mate. He's a He could be anything and he deserves to be given a chance. He's had a massive uh, long injury, but we need, to, um, we need to check the boy out. But... Again, wouldn't you love to be on a fly on a wall with future planning? Like there'd be a yeah. there'd be a whiteboard somewhere at Tullamarine. Because someone, yeah, if you did play, someone really good will come out. Has to come out. And I'm talking Laverty, but Kelly, someone that like kind a, of, it, no. I don't mean to do this, and I know you're a listener, mate, so I apologise. But does someone like a Setterfield come out? Uh, for what position? Well, I don't know. Like just to to get Cox in the side. Like we got Setterfield as a as a an addition to our midfield. Um, we got uh, Weedman as an addition to our forward line. I mean, Jones hasn't sort of panned out just yet, so Weedman's but played a lot just, of football. I don't understand, sorry, because I. But I'm, I'm just it's not think, that position, obviously. So no, but if you could, if if you could put Cold, uh, Caldwell into replace set it, to set a field in the middle, yeah, and then put Cox in Caldwell's position on a half forward flank. Oh, okay, just right? rotating something around. like yep. that. Yeah. So, and I know Setterfield has been playing the whole time because he's been he's had a great season, but is it? It's a bit like, or a bit along the same lines. As soon as Kelly comes in, does uh, does um, Baldwin just go straight back to the twos? Because, sorry, it's Kelly's position, and then you, you've you've played, you've stepped up when we needed you, but he you knows. go straight back. And that's that's the hard part. You can keep naming like we can always say, oh, they need to get some games into him, but it's not an Where obvious. Do you find him. I agree. Yeah, it's not an obvious. You look at the players like I mean, obviously, I would have thought more like a Hindy. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be Ambro- someone D'Ambrosio like a Hindy. because. Yeah. He's, he, I don't regard him as the typical two hundred centimeter player because he's so mobile yeah. and quick. So he and he could be he could be his first game back. He's probably going to be the sub, I reckon, because mm. he'd be just handy at any any end of the ground or any point on the ground, right? As a sub to come back in and see if he can play some minutes that way. But I, I I'm not sure. And again, it's a it's an awful decision for the club to make, man. We've got to get a kid like that in the side, surely. But where? That'd be interesting. Yeah, well, don't forget he trained preseason halfback, and Scott thought that might be an idea. Really? Oh, I don't know. I just worry about his like he's thinner than Reed. He is <laughs> that super thin. Like he's going to be able to outrun everybody, but geez, he's super thin. Yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? Um, Absolutely, man. But it'd be great to yeah. But like you said, it'd be great to see those guys back, Righty and Cox and and all those guys. That'll be that'll be some great fun. Uh, when White comes back, it's it's a things change. Things time. change because. Yeah. Uh, if you watched the whole preseason, so much was centered around Peter Wright. Yeah. I thought it was the biggest blow of all time when he went down. I went, yeah. I watched training session after training session of so much centered around Peter Wright. 
And uh, yeah, they were actually, you know, they have to almost reprogram back to that kind of that thinking again. Like, yep. hey, Peter Wright's going to be back in the side. Like, yeah. Uh, Weedman gets the second best defender, and and, and then it's, Langford and Stringer get off the yeah, chain. Yeah, absolutely, mate. So, geez, and again, knock on every piece of wood I can find. Jake Stringer just keeps playing games of footy. He's not. He's not breaking knock down. Knock on yet. wood. Knock on wood. But he's doing okay, man. And same with Langers. It, mm. it gives you that incredible um, consistency, um, consistency with the game plan and and the output from those really good players. So, exactly. So, uh, just quickly um, to finish off, uh, unfortunately, it wasn't so uh, thrilling for the VFLW or the VFL. So, oh, they, VFLW girls. They both lost. They both lost heartbreaking losses. So they both were in front in the last quarters, uh, and then uh, heartbreak lost by I think under a goal on both both games. So, uh, so yeah, they. The team they lost to is now the top side, Geelong. So it's the VFLW. So okay. that was heartbreaking. They they were up. They were doing well the whole game, and just a classic with football. Just five minutes of probably just losing concentration, and and Geelong kicked two quick goals, and that was um, that was kind of the game. Uh, so uh, and then the VFL boys. Oh boy, they would have been frustrated. They were thirty points up in the last quarter yeah. and, and lost the game. And uh, Tom Phillips had a Shot from fifty-five after the siren, but couldn't make the distance. He tried to torp, but just oh, didn't, really? didn't come off. So, um, look, uh, there was definitely some some good moments in that game. Uh, obviously, Brian f- was sensational in the game. Uh, you know, Guelphie kicked two goals in the half he played. He looked all. He looked day. like Guelphie. Yeah. He looked like Guelphie. He was pressuring everything. Where do you find a spot for him? So. Uh, There's yeah. another guy that could be a good sub and then work his way into the side, but where? Yeah, well, I think the small forward part is is not as strong as, as much as I'm ha- happy with the role they're playing. Do you leave Davey out? Uh, so, uh, oh, I think uh, I think it's between him and Waller. Uh, so, uh, That's yeah, interesting, man. I don't know. I don't. It's it's all very close. So I don't. I'm only just saying what may happen. I know. Not, we, not we, we, I don't know what that, we don't know what's going to go on, but it's just incredible. Like it's not easy where you go. Oh, we're crying out for a small forward. We've but I think Scott now. likes really likes Guelphie, so I think he'll come in. Yeah. He'll come in. If he only played a half in the VFL, he may play another VFL game, yeah. but I reckon he comes straight in. And, and, uh, and Scott will just decisions. name someone. Just Scott will just go, yep. That's it. There's going to be some decisions where you go, ooh, he got not dropped, but um, he's back in the twos, back and that's twos. okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and and uh, Paddy Voss probably should have kicked four or five, to be honest. He didn't have his kicking boots on, but still kicked three. Uh, really good presence all over the ground. So he started to find some form again around, yeah. at least airily, and, and just around the ground, um, having really good presence. So, Is it a bit more that it was drier for him? Like, I, I wonder if he's a... Yeah, I, th- look, I think so, because it it, it, it's a good point, because he'd been playing in wet weather footy for a yeah. while, and it just... you get, Obviously, that's not easy for a forward. And, yeah. and he played... He, he did this game as well a little bit, with Guelph and a few others were back, but... He played a couple of weeks of really depleted VFL sides, yeah. and if you can't get inside fifties, right, wasn't getting down there to the man. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, but it, he, um, I like the fact that he played because it was on the MCG, the v, the VFL. Oh, okay. I like the fact that he played the VFL, and his eye—you could tell his eyes were like 
I, yeah, I, want, I want to play well Ooh, on this ground. I like ground. it here. Yeah, I like it here. Yeah, I like this room. I like this space. Uh, uh, and look, the other positive is is uh, Anthony Mankara. Uh, that was his best game by far uh, for me. Uh, uh, he he had ten or so disposals. He had two goals, two or two goals, one. I think one may have been out on the full, but uh, had four shots on goal. I think he had six or seven marks. Uh, quite a few tackles. Just. Much more in in the game okay. this time. So and, and may, some may say it's look, it's a low bar, but you know he's coming from a long way back in, in his football life. Um, but that was the first time building is it, building. Yeah, yeah, it just it was it was like okay, that's the next step. And yeah. he and he he did have a couple of goals even in the previous game, and I thought he looked okay. And he played. They moved him to half back for a half. Sorry, didn't he actually? Sorry, he didn't kick a goal, but they moved him to a half and played really well in that half at half back. So to me, he played like six quarters of, of decent footy and, and just being, you felt like he was one of the players and oh. he was getting in it. Uh, he, he looked dangerous sometimes with open space. He, there was just one play, he does this all the time. There's just one play I go, geez, uh, you could be something. And you forget how tall he is. And so because of his speed, he has a mid-sized defender on him. And then uh, there was one play where they kind of, kicked it long into the 50 and he just simply outmarked the guy. It was just simply one-on-one and he just decided to, uh, you know, I'll just put, I'll just jump higher. And, uh, and it just, it was a really good mark. And uh, it's just small things like that. You're like, Oh, it's just, very, very just keep building, keep building. Yeah, that's it, mate. We'll see you next year. Don't worry about that. We'll look, see you he, next year, mate. Look, yeah, he, it is all development for the whole year. No doubt about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. he's coming from, still from way back, but, uh, as that grows, he gets more comfortable, uh, gets more proactive. That's obviously the part where you go, you want to keep bushing and be, because you've got so much talent. You want to, yeah, you sometimes you, you see it. You can do it, mate. You can do it. I we know. know you can do it. You can see the contest. He's like, he's just kind of almost, I'm not going to say stuttering towards the contest, but he's just pausing and just unsure. Do I go? Do I not? Um, and then he just one day he's going to just relax and one, he's yeah. going to go. Man. The day that he says I'm just going to go for everything, or the day that the whole thing will turn around yeah, and then maybe. and it'll be a, a, it will happen. And uh, but yeah, it's he's building nicely. So look, the VFLs considering how depleted they were, you could actually give him credit for being 30 points up. But yeah. no doubt they'll obviously be absolutely kicking themselves that yeah, they they dropped. That, they, man. they did take their foot off the pedal and uh, and they now they're kicking really kicking themselves for it. So frustrating loss. But uh, so I was leading up to the Dreamtime game. I've just seen that. I was like two stream games of the VFLW lose by an absolute heartbreak. Yeah. Then I've watched the VFL lose by a heartbreak. And I'm like, you know, we're <laughs> close game in the last quarter. And I was actually thinking like, oh, no. Is this going to be a, a clean sweep of just very three very frustrating games? But, uh, but yeah, they saved the day and uh, – that's it. They saved the day, man. Like they, they really did because, geez, man, I don't know how many more of the old honourable losses that we could have done yeah, on the pod. Seriously. Yeah, and Brad Scott even talked about that after the game, right? He, he spoke says, about us on the pod. <laughs> no, he mentioned that, uh, you know, I, was, I am weary of that there's only so many times I can get the yeah. boys, get the boys yeah. preaching that message of you we're building, we're building, we're building, you know, it is important to get a result. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree, man. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. To, to give them confidence. So, 
we go now to West Coast, North Melbourne. Uh, I think like every Essendon fan, um, half of you is confident. Half, one side of your brain is confident. The other half is dreading. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but I do trust the, the Scott coaching group. Uh, I think he'll be pretty much firmly grounding them very quickly. It'd be very interesting to see actually, do, do, is this the kind of club that can beat a bad side, can go in there, play the way they play, put a foot on a throat, keep it there and just beat them, right? Because like mm. they should. Or do they almost need the challenge to rise to? Um, yeah, it was interesting. They've, they've really had, I mean, I include Richmond with this, but they've kind of had that six or six, seven games of like marquee big game. Yeah, that they've had to raise the standard. Massive opposition, yeah. pump up game. Yeah, it's what's their psychology like this week? What's their mentality? Are they, are they do they relax a bit? Do they have another huge um, huddle with Gia in there? And that's and that's, say, that's where Scott would have to be really controlled this week because yeah. Uh, look, let's face it, we don't see the WA media, but but you, you know West Coast is going to cop it. Like you know the coaches. Big time. I mean, you've already heard Jakovic saying the coach needs to be sacked and all that sort of stuff. So you, you know. Whether we, no matter how much inexperience is going to show up in that first quarter, you know they're going to come out in that first quarter. Oh, and, breathing and, fire as and, much and, as and they try can, and, and try yeah. and save some face. So it's we've got to we've got to counter that very quickly, and, and then um, get on top get on top quickly, and then sort of crush their spirit to be unmerciful. That's exactly right. <laughs> Foot on throat, keep it there, and just win by four goals and get the hell out of WA. So, basically. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's four goals or more. <laughs> yeah, but but that's the thing. Like, but yeah, just get it. It'd be I, really I, interesting to see yeah. whether or not we can just play like that and win a game of footy when we should win that game of footy, or win it comfortably. We, yeah, but just by being professional that's a, a it. bit. Or yeah. have we relied on the opposition to drag us up to that high level and and have Gia called um, huddles in the middle of the ground before the game because. Do they need to do that for, for North? Do they need a huddle in the middle of the game or do they need that for West Coast? But So it'll be really interesting. Again, we say it, it's a big game. It's a big game because these are the games that we really should win and that we do need to win because if we win these next four, the West Coast, North, two of those, that's what, nine wins. We only need three or more after that, I think, or four or something like that yeah, to get well, us in the finals. Yeah, so if you beat West Coast North, you obviously you're seven and five, and then you're going in. To, and look, if you beat Carlton after that, which should, at the moment you say it's f- fair chance, yeah, because they're not setting the world on fire. If you can go in eight and five at the break, um, uh, then you're yeah, uh, it's obviously you're set up for the second half, man. But I don't want to think that far ahead. No. <laughs> just, you're right. Just you're get right. to six and five, and Mate. we'll go from there. We'll go to North and Mate, let's see how we go uh, against W uh, know, West Coast. North Melbourne don't have a stuff up interchange. They've beaten Sydney, so yeah. Uh, yeah. you never take anything for granted in yeah, this I agree. league. So I agree. All right, mate. Uh, that's it for us. Absolutely. Thank you very much for all the listeners. Um, as per normal, um, we'll be back on uh, Thursday night with our Patreon team selection show. Just check us out for all the newbies. Um, we have a Patreon page. It's the lunchtime catch-up. Um, the lunchtime catch-up, or patreon.com forward slash lunchtime catch-up. Check us out there. It's five bucks a month. Um, you get two extra shows a week. Um, we love doing the Patreon shows. They're a heap of fun. We do a Thursday night team selection show. And we also do a post-game reaction show directly after the uh, the game. So get over there on Patreon and check us out and support the pod. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, we had a uh, an incredible win for the ages. It's one that we should absolutely all uh, enjoy for a good period of time. So talk to you later, everybody. Catch you, guys. <laughs>